Hey there, welcome to The Great Connect with Carrie and Amy. What are we okay. getting into today? How's your humanometer? Uh, my humanometer is good. This came up for me the other day. So I can I surprise you um, with a topic for today? Yes. Yes, please. All right. Okay. Yes, please. <laughs> my humanometer does a five. Okay, good. Sorry. I'm so excited about this that my that's why my humanometer is so high is because I'm excited to surprise you with this topic. Okay. 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 So this comes on the heel of what we'll call, so we don't incur any fines, uh, the big game on Sunday night. I was inspired by something uh, that I really want to talk about and share with you today. I was reading something about, and then just kind of observed it. Honestly, a lot of it came up as I was actually watching the game. Well, watching, I was multitasking. Well, maybe it was on in the background, right? Um, but it was an exciting game and I do really enjoy football. It's always been a sport that I've enjoyed tremendously. However, all of a sudden it hit me. What is happening here? All the commercials are big, huge companies. Everybody that participates in this is a big, huge company. We're supporting a big, huge, we're supporting multiple ginormous companies. Do I support those companies in other ways? How do they handle and treat their employees? Like what had to go into creating this spectacle that happens? And like, it just, I had this like moment of seeing it in a totally different light. And the second part of this prompt, and so we'll dig our way through this, is not just that spectacle and all that it brings to light, because I know that that's a topic of conversation for a lot of people. And it's funny, actually, it came up in a couple of conversations that I've had this week of like, what are we doing? That was how many billions of dollars to put on that event and like, for what purpose? Um, when we could be doing so much better things with that money. And the second part of that that came up for me as I was thinking through this is like, this is a hard one and I can't wait to see your reaction and hear your opinion on this. I'm waiting to see if it's the same exact question I asked myself after the event. So <laughs> I used to love, not that sort of stuff, but the marketing prowess that goes into creating commercials, creating an event like that, organizing and bringing things together. And honestly, in the last year or so, marketing has started to feel yucky to me. And not all marketing, don't get me wrong, because I think marketing gets has fallen to a really bad place, honestly, at this moment where it is not marketing anymore. Mm -mm. It's not authentic. It's mm -hmm. manipulative. And mm -hmm. like, I feel like I'm inundated with information constantly that's telling me how to manipulate people. Something came up and it was like talking about button copy. And it's like, why am I, why can't I just say what I need to say? And if they feel called to push the button, they push the button. That's all it is. I don't need to manipulate into the highest percentage of people. <laughs> I just want the people that it resonates with. Like, can't I be truly authentically myself? Yes. And that will be what attracts people to me rather than manipulating people into participating and then not feeling good about it. And so yes. all of that wrapped up yes. in a big spectacle event of epic proportions that I'd love. In Carrie's brain. Yeah. Yay. Fun surprise. I have so many things, but first the question that came up for me on the way home, I asked Trav, I was like, do I hate capitalism? <laughs> yeah. That's literally what I asked. And then I was like, does that mean that I, if I hate capitalism, does that mean that I can't buy anything new 
ever in my thrifting and my minimalist like I just everything started like up and down I was like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh okay so let me first start with I had a front row seat many years ago my corporation got a discount the week of the event from a major network to put a commercial out which meant all hands on deck Oh gosh, oh, that's the right. sky was falling. The sky was falling. And I was in digital marketing at the time. And so when you talk about how are the employees that week of, it was a freaking nightmare. We were working 12 to 14 hour days all day, every day, every day in the boardroom with the C-suite talking through every minuscule detail of not just the commercial, but the entire digital marketing 360 yeah. campaign, you know, to support it cross channel, making sure that everybody saw it at the exact same time, open on the exact same moment. What are the regulatory? So it was eight days of hell. <laughs> yeah, I can Full stop. Imagine. Full stop um, to get this out the door. And oh, by the way, the day of the event, I was flying out to Miami for a conference. Before I left, you better better you know I almost we almost canceled the you know going to the conference because I was literally in the airport lounge when the commercial aired like live and um what I was missing was that at the CMO's house there were like 19 screens everywhere and the whole department was like in that house watching everything so to your answer your question at the moment I thought how fucking cool I feel part of something big and for me to not be able to sit at my CMO's house and like eat snacks and drink wine to watch all this work unfold. I was pretty actual, I was actually bummed, but at the same time, it was like a blizzard. I wanted to get the hell out of Chicago. And so it wasn't fun though, like looking back and it was like for a moment and like, yes, it was like this massive quote unquote victory celebration because, you know, like it like broke our internet. It's a title that you hold. If you've been an advertiser in the Super Bowl, we've created a like, status as a marketer you want to break the internet yeah and and like we actually did break our system and like technology was like what the hell like it was just like it brought up a whole new problem but as marketers were like yeah victorious like we did it i that stuck with me the moment when you asked like how are the employees but to your point all of those like there's been a um very specific direction i've been headed as of late like i'm shifting away from all the big companies and I want to support local. And, you know, my husband and I think about, well, it's a little more expensive, but it's like, it's not feeding into the man, as it were. Like we all talk about working for the man, the man I'm going to assume is the patriarchy ultimately. Um, but like, what are we really doing here? And what is all of this spend to your point, like resources, energy, like what kind of footprint, like if we could actually drill down the carbon footprint of the big event, what would that look like? I don't honestly, like when I think about the big event, like I don't think about the carbon footprint. I think about here's (laughs) the thread that goes through my head, right? So, okay, we're coming together to watch a sport. In theory, I enjoy sports. I think you get more value out of participating in sports than stressing Mm -hmm. yourself out. People literally die after Super Bowls. Like the percentage of people that have a heart attack after watching their team lose, Mm -hmm. like goes up. Wow. That's wild. Um, this is for any 
football game. There's a or sporting event, event in general or no. Oh, just it doesn't have to be the big event. It just mm-hmm. any um, football event. I think it was football. I'd have to look to see whether it was any sporting event, but so first of all, whoa, we have created a system in a society in which it's cool to be mm-hmm. barbarous, barbaric in this to a point that is detrimental to our health. Mm-hmm. On top of that, we're creating more of that unhealthy pattern because what do we consume while we are watching this big event? All the bad, all the chemicals, all the bad things, right? Like I don't just see those things as like unhealthy. I see them as like, you're putting chemicals and poison into your body now, right? Like, oh my gosh. Um, And we're doing it in like a binge worthy manner. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Yes, there's community and I find value in that. And so bringing people together in community offset some of that, right? So I start to dig through this. So then we're talking about this food and beverage thing. And then you go into what's promoted throughout the game, which is predominantly, as you said, kind of capitalistic ventures, right? So it's all the big, unhealthy, non-impactful, I'll say, because none of these are driven in a way that they are going to help make the world a better place. Like, I appreciate that so many corporate environments are doing their thing to donate to whatever and create their own funds and yada, yada, yada. You also still encourage people to drink soda. And I just don't think that those offset each other. For me, what brings up sports in general, what comes up for me was like the amazing time we used to have in Chicago and New York, like at a, on Sundays at a bar and you would just like drink beer all day, eat both lunch and dinner there, post up and just be gluttonous. But what's interesting for me is like on this journey, that wasn't the case for me on Sunday. Like I had a few beers, but one of the things that was truly missing for me, and this kind of leads into your second point about marketing being yucky, there were only maybe one, two tops commercials that like gave me a visceral human yeah reaction. And one of the things, shameless plug with my business, Unlock the Magic, the reason I have a marketing arm is because I want to put the human back into marketing. We've gotten into this place where we've automated so much. We've said it, forget it. We sprayed and prayed. We blasted. We've done all these things that are so inorganic to your core and why. That's why if you look at the mission of like Unlock the Magic from a marketing perspective, it's getting back to that core why and who. Mm-hmm. And it's like they've lost their focus. And so what was more disheartening for me was that like, yeah, again, football's fine. It's It was a good game with two talented teams. I was disheartened because I'm like, now that you say it, our industry as marketing kind of gives me like, I was like let down because I'm like, I didn't feel what I'm used to feeling. But do you think you could feel it now based on who the companies are that are creating those commercials? I don't think Amazon could show me anything that would be like, let me shop more at Amazon. We're actually pulling way out of Amazon. Yeah. M- me as our household, yeah, you know, um, because um, I'd rather spend a little bit more to support kind of maybe again, either a local brand or something, small business, mm-hmm. especially in the spirit of us trying to start a small business. And so yeah. to your point, for me, what it brings up is like the carbon footprint, like the the sheer energy of humans that go into it, knowing I've been there. And then also this piece about I'm questioning capitalism and I don't know. I just wish they would like turn their sights toward not just being eco-conscious, but like getting into the oceans, getting like all those funding of like the the new innovative ideas that are cleaning up the oceans in mass proportions. What are you doing from every angle 
with all of your billions and billions and billions and billions. And it's like, do you need to be marketing at the big event? What are you, what's your goal and who's your who and why? What are you trying to get to? I'll add one other layer to that that came up for me. And then I have something to go back to with those companies, which I think is more in depth for me than for you personally. But Mm -hmm. I also saw like, obviously there's a lot of celebrities that are featured in these ads, right? And it hit me. I was like, man, this has happened for me pervasively with marketing recently. As I said, kind of this marketing thing has been a reoccurring theme for me a lot recently. I actually stand more behind celebrities like Paul Rudd who Mm. don't endorse things. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather not see a celebrity endorsement. Yeah. It doesn't feel human. It feels transactional. They, and I'm making broad assumptions. I know some celebrities don't make all the money in the world, but like we're continuing to pad. I'm going to use a couple names just to give us context. Okay. So Pepsi hires a celebrity mm-hmm. to do a Super Bowl ad. Who did that fund? Who did that fund? That funded Pepsi? Hope they hope for increased sales, right? In a huge conglomerate company that makes shit tons of money already. This celebrity got paid probably a crap ton of money for a Super Bowl commercial, right? What are they doing with that money? And some of them might be doing good things. I don't know. I'm not trying to make assumptions, but if we assume not. And then they paid all that money to another huge conglomerate organization to buy the ad. Where was the positive impact on the world in this thread? Also, not just Pepsi is a huge conglomerate company. They poison us with their mm-hmm. Pepsi and is their that Pepsi what you, bottles. Is that and what you meant by it wouldn't resonate as much with me? Yeah. Like, like the, to- the poison of it? The poison of the, pe- like the product that they actually produce mm-hmm. is detrimental to society, in my opinion, and is a huge cause of health concerns. Like there's, there, there's a lot of them. It's not just Pepsi, right? Like, and it's Doritos and it's like all these this capitalistic environment where it was like, it came up from like, oh, wouldn't it be amazing if people had access to this? But now that's all kids drink. And like their, Mm. their little bodies are not capable. There is no nutritional value. Like it is sugar water and it is not even clean water. And it's in a plastic bottle. And I don't care if you say it's BPA free, it's still not hundred mm-hmm. percent BPA free. Mm-hmm. And then where does that plastic bottle go? Mm-hmm. And like, there's too many threads there that like, I love a good Pepsi or Coke. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm going to have yeah. one like three times a year. We went so far from their original intentions of a sweet treat to people. And I started to thread back like this I'm really on a tangent now um, of, I love the history channel, but all of a sudden it's hit differently for me too, which is the food that built America. And I literally get nauseous when I hear some of these stories, like for example, Hershey, good intentions. We have this amazing chocolate that we want to bring to the world. We very innovative, right? Like I'm all inspired by that. And then they did a really amazing thing, which is during the depression, they didn't lay people off. They didn't cut whatever, because you know why they sold their chocolate as healthy food Mm. and okay. Positive impact on a whole bunch of lives, Mm -hmm. but the, the butterfly effect of that moment Mm -hmm. is where we are today. Mm -hmm. And there's so many of those butterfly moments that we're not willing to unravel. And so I saw this big game and I'm like, that is the butterfly effect. That is all these tiny ripples that have happened over like, let's call it the last hundred or plus years 
that like have culminated in consuming really bad food, watching it be promoted on this energy sucking thing, right? Like it was just like all these things wrapped up and exploded for me, like in one moment. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) what is happening? (laughs) I think what's really frustrating for me is that once again, and sports are actually a really great example of it, is that we completely put humanity aside for the good of money. And what I mean by that is if you look at an athlete's post-life, the quality of it, you see all of these like famous players that go on to be like broadcasters and stuff. Do you know how small a percentage that is? Many of them go on to, you know, they don't have any money. They're likely, they have like deep physical or mental or emotional or all kind of PTSD, like um, really bad illnesses after. And what was that for? For fame, notoriety, for money. And at the same time, we're all sitting there judging them and yelling at them. <sighs> so it's during when they are a pro, right? Like, can you imagine sitting at your desk as a marketer and having somebody sit next to you and say, you're doing it wrong. You're typing slow, type faster. Like, excuse me. <laughs> Unfortunately, I had that. Well, yeah, another topic for another day. Uh, But it just feels like one more thing that is completely upside down about how that how our world works today. And that gets me back to like what bugs me more about capitalism, because it's all about the dollar. And have I benefited from capitalism? Well, certainly, probably. Yeah, absolutely. But can I try to opt out of it now? I'm trying. But again, does that make me, I don't want to, I don't wish to be a hypocrite either. Cause like, if I want something new, I might buy I it. I think that that's like, that's the actual, and I was listening to a podcast that was kind of deconstructing a lot of this that I would offer to you. And I think is a really helpful grounding in how to think about it. Right. Because capitalism at its core, isn't this excessive purchasing, right? Mm-hmm. It is exchanging things for each other. Right. right. And so if we boil it back down to like what capitalism actually is and a free market, right? Right. That we do believe probably, I need yeah, to you know, more broad it, sweepingly it, say mm-hmm, that, but like, mm-hmm. there's a lot there that, yeah, I do. Right. Like as a small business owner, I want to be able to provide a service and for somebody to give me something in exchange for that service, that feels good. Right. Right. But what has escalated is the opportunistic approach to we'll continue to use this big event as an, as a suggestion, right? Because you then, and we were these people as marketers, Mm -hmm. right? Which is like, okay, my brand needs to be able to talk about this big event in some way. What are we going to do? How are we going to tie ourselves to this moment in time that's happening that is relevant to our brand and that we're taking advantage of that moment, right? And that doesn't always mean that it's really bad, but you start to then see these ripple effects of this is happening now. This media company is going to talk about all the craptastic food that you can put together for your game, right? Or like selling this or this new <laughs> device that you have to have to be able to make nachos. It's like, I don't need a device to make nachos. Like, <laughs> right? Like all the jumping well, in on that. And if you were to, if you're the group of people that decides, who gets aired during the event, it all comes back to the abuse of capitalism because the messages of from humanity's work that really does need to get out there during a broad event 
they can't afford it. They can't even begin to touch it. And then it's like, they might like throw a couple organizations like a bone here and there, but it's like on such a lesser scale because they can't pay the millions and billions. So it's like, this is where it's all gone upside down. Once again, it's so upside down. The messages we need to see. And I was actually shocked to see a couple of religious messages in there. And I couldn't tie back actually what organization it was. And I didn't go to the site, but it was about like, Jesus loves us all or something. I'm like, wait, what? And yeah, yeah. so it's just like, it's just interesting. The companies that don't need the money are the ones on center stage. The ones that need it can't afford it. And so it's just like, that's what starts to feel really yucky for me about not only marketing, but also capitalism. Yeah. Same. I felt all of those things and it just like exploded for me in some really intense way that Mm. I guess I should have seen it coming because it really has been a cumulative thing where I've been seeing more and more of this like advertising in a way that didn't feel great. And as I dig into certain things, right, stories, because I've been starting to really ask why, why do we shave our legs? Do you know the answer to that? I do actually. Yeah. So there was this whole campaign back in the, I want to say twenties. World war one. That go ahead. Well, you say it. Yeah. All the men were fighting overseas and Mm -hmm. the razor companies didn't have anybody to sell their product to. So they started telling women that underarm hair and legs was shameful and dirty and hygienic. Yeah. That's the why. Yeah. 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 I was like, I do know why, but there's wise that's like, it helps us, Mm -hmm. but you know what? Like, why would we have hair there if we weren't supposed to have hair? Yeah. I mean, and it, and it, and it's about getting away from judgment and shame. And what's so sad about that is that we've been told, especially women, like, because, and it's a lot of it to your point is does stem from the war. It's like, okay, how can we shame women into spending money? And right. it's just, we need to stuck. make up profits. Yeah. It's just stuck. <laughs> it's just stuck. Like that's, that's the thing that gets me is like, Okay, maybe there is a moment where you have an opportunity that because something shifted, right? And in a business, yeah. you have to be able to shift. Like, I can understand that. And yet I see that. And that's like, it's just like mind blowing to me. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, we changed the court. Like, I don't know if you watch any Marvel, but like, we went on to a different timeline there, right? Like, that decision, Marvel, that one executive's it. decision, well, male executive's decision. <laughs> changed our timeline and now women shave and feel disgusting if they don't so here's the deal uh, because we got into shaving (laughs) here's the deal about hair removal in general okay if women genuinely feel more comfortable because pubic hair can be itchy or underarm hair can stink Mm -hmm. or leg hair can like feel bristly or like um, when I don't shave my legs, like I feel it flow, like flowing in the wind. I actually love it. If you feel more confident as a human to remove those hairs, that's amazing. Do what's best for you. If you're doing it because you're genuinely aware of the gasps from people that you're going to get, please take a moment to try to give yourself grace and permission to try to lean into that a little bit. Me personally, right now, my husband, he's like literally don't shave your armpits, shave your armpits, don't shave your legs, shave your legs. He doesn't care. And that's, and I think like, that's the one man I might, like if that were causing like yeah. a rift in my marriage, like, we, well, that'd be a bit, that'd be a bigger problem, a different conversation, <laughs> quite frankly. But it's like, that's not going to stop any kind of connection or human connection that he and I have. And so who, who cares? But I think what's interesting is that 
I'm still not comfortable to go with shorts and like fully hairy legs out and about in society because I know I'm going to get stares, looks, gasps. So I'm trying to sit with that myself of like, why am I not comfortable with that? I'm a hairy person. Let me embrace that. Like I'm this beautiful, hairy person that has amazing value. So like we've taught women specifically, I can't really think of one thing that a man gets shame for. Well, I mean, on his person, not, not, oh, you're not right. to the same degree, not, but the shaving well, the face is, I well, mean, it's, it's, it's deemed unprofessional. If you have facial hair, you know, what's interesting is I just said that out loud. They don't get judged outwardly. They get judged internally. So if they show any feelings, if they show emotions, like that's what they're judged for. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good point. And you're right. I would also offer that men get shamed for not shaving. Um, mm-hmm. And I think yeah. this came up during the pandemic. Or right? cutting so, their hair. Or cutting or like, their hair. Mm-hmm. Yep. If they wanted yep. to have long hair, we judge right. men for why That's would you right. want to have long hair? Long fingernails. Long fingernails. If they have, painting if they your paint fingernails. Fingernail. Yes, 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 yes. Toenails, same thing. Piercings. Painting. Yes. Makeup. Makeup. The way they dress. The, the way they dress. Though makeup, I will say, even though I like makeup in there and I have blonde eyelashes, so I really like my mascara. You know where makeup came from? Uh, bat poop. Well, it does physically. <laughs> But literally Louis came the 14. from fourteen. Fun fact, everybody. Yeah, go ahead. Louis the Fourteenth liked his women with their white faces, and so, ew. One ew. man again. Here we are again. One ew. man had a preference and ripple effect Suddenly. into all of time. That now we have a huge, booming industry of things that a lot of people are putting on their face. That have chemicals in them that are well, and that's that's what's that's what's beautiful about. I love shout out Rihanna. Like there are many women who have figured out how to make makeup vegan, cruelty free, not you know, and with these like fresh organic materials. But to your point, because of the capitalism of that one man's opinion, we went to the ends of the earth and physically harmed women and animals. Yes, to make this and like my you know it just went it's again an upside down so so we've spent a lot of time venting and I love it what are we saying and what are we proposing like what do we suggest there's two of us that feel this way what are we what are we saying so here's what I think overall we're saying because this came up throughout our conversations today Mm -hmm. we have to have more awareness we just have to have more awareness Yes. Because it isn't, and look, the reality is like, and I I am a shining example of this. It is MFN overwhelming once you start going down these paths. And you can yeah. literally bury yourself into a hole when you yes. start to pull on these threads, right? And so it, it, and I, if I may become unsavory to people yeah. yes. that love you even. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I know. I walk that line. Same. <laughs> Same because I'm so passionate and I can't help but see it. But I think it's similar to a different conversation we were having about how do we invite people in? And that has been a lot of where I've been spending my time. And actually I will promote something that doesn't even exist yet, but will very soon. And so maybe it'll um, exist by the time that this comes out. It's that exact reason is a reason that I'm creating. I don't even know what I'm going to call it, but like, it's a low tox accountability group. Uh, if you will, which is super lightweight, which is just, if you want to make changes in the products that you choose Mm -hmm. for a variety of different reasons, 
-hmm. come to this space and choose one thing this month, try it, see what happens. Right. And like get support ideas, suggestions without pressure, but just support to like, oh, it's really hard to make that change. Right. Like something simple that you think, oh, I can totally do that. But you know what? It completely disrupts Mm -hmm. (laughs) my entire flow of life. It's hard. This is something I'm going to tell a quick story. This is a classic example of let's remind our listeners, you and I, this has taken years for us. Okay. Um, Because a lot of times I think people assume that you and I, it's easy for us to just say these things because, but it took us a long time. So much progress because something similar happened to me recently where I was spending time with a friend and just by virtue of me in my daily life, there are things I was like, you know, I finished a can of sparkling water. So I was like, oh, where's your recycling? Well, she doesn't recycle. And then I was like finishing up like a piece of food and I was, I was, it was like leftover. I'm like, do you have a compost? Doesn't compost. And then something else came up with like, I was, oh, I had like washed my hands and she was watching me do it. And like, I put the soap on and I turned the water off and like, while I was doing it and she was like, why don't you keep the water on? I was like, well, that's wasting water which isn't, that doesn't occur to her. All these things culminated for her by the end of the evening. She was like, started to make fun of me. Like her insecurities came out and making fun of me Mm -hmm. about like, oh, you do all these things and, and I'm a piece of shit. And I'm like, no, none of that. It's just, this is how I run my day to day. Mm -hmm. It was not at all suggesting that you're less than it's more about me. Just that's what I'm used to. Like, I just ask questions based on like, I want to be aware if you have these things so that I can continue to contribute to my journey of like reducing my footprint. And so she like literally started making a list of all the things that I do that she doesn't do. And I'm like, does this feel good to you? Because I feel less than now and it shouldn't, it's not a race, it's not a competition. So I love that you're saying that you're setting this up because like, I think just strictly awareness yeah. you you lean into it so I'll give you another example I we we don't have any tree paper in this house for in terms of like consumer products and um we use bamboo napkins I reached out to the manufacturer because I was like the actual company that makes these and I was like hey I can't find these on your website and by the way they have their all they have all their other bamboo products on their website and they're like yeah we we sell the napkins the bamboo napkins specifically through Amazon only I was like why you've set up this marketplace this commerce page for everything else that you sell but these are amazon only so now i'm gonna step away from that line because i don't want to go to amazon only to get these anyway so it's just like what you doing what you doing (laughs) so it just seems like such a an anomaly i was like i don't get it so i'm like it's just interesting that they're like they put all this great stuff out there and then they're like oh but we're going to choose this one conglomerate to sell this one product and you can't get it from us they've missed the mark a little bit. So then well, I'm questioning I'm sure their that whole they methods. got some sort of a deal. That's, oh, fair. There's some sort of negotiation behind that. Right. And um, so it's back to capitalism and money then. Uh-huh. <laughs> even though that they, even though they're a, an eco forward. Right. And for the companies out there, I would love to see the same way that you are bringing in the diversity element into sourcing your vendors or your suppliers. I would love for you to get to a point where you are also asking your sustainability or resiliency team, bring that conversation into unconventional methods like your marketing. Are you marketing in a sustainable way? Has anyone asked that question? That's the kind of conversations, these these new teams that are starting to be stood up in corporate America, which are well-being, pillars, 
for mental health and not just being like an EAP option, like really folding out like a program. Um, also <laughs> diversity, equity, inclusion, but in a way that feels really holistic, like in vendor sourcing, making sure that that's diverse and equitable. I would love to see the same thing with EHS, environmental health and safety being applied to some of the more uh, business functions to make sure that not only the physical footprint of the corporation is doing what's right, but like, what are we, what are you putting out there? And is that sustainable? I love that. I love that. As we talked about the big event and a lot of things, came, that was where we started, right? The big event. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that I want to say that I also found was very powerful. This also comes from Dr. Zach Bush, but it also comes from a lot of different people. Community. Mm-hmm. Coming together in community is more powerful than anything. And there he, I think he quotes Zach Galifianakis, maybe, I don't remember, or Gafkin. I can't remember who it is. Um, like Galifianakis, isn't that the guy from Hungover? Yeah. yeah. But I think it's actually the guy with the red hair that's the comedian that does this. Oh, Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. And he talks about, um, I'm going to turn this Cheeto into a carrot. And while that's kind of funny, truly the power of community and eating within within a power of community, you can get the nutritional value from a Cheeto like you would a carrot because you're eating in community. And so as much as these events and these big things can be overwhelming, if we get back to the reason that they're really powerful, it's because we're coming together in community and we're enjoying each other as humans. So putting the human back in these events that happen, and you said that too, it wasn't about being gluttonous at the bar. Sure, that was a part of it, but it was about us sitting together at the bar and whether that's sitting at a picnic table with vegetables, it's at a bar with beer, whatever it is, us being together in community is what makes that an amazing event because we're humans together. And so if we can refocus ourselves back in that awareness to not overanalyzing like I like to do and like you like to do all the little things that we're doing and whether this napkin is paper or bamboo or whatever it is at the bar, right? Like instead sit, experience the moment, live the moment because that community is mm-hmm. more valuable to you, your health, your well-being, and the overall world than anything else. And so yes. I love that. And that makes me happy. <sighs> Where Thank are we at at the humanometer now? I'm about a seven. I'm yay. That's what potting with you does. So I know. It's community. It is. Um, yeah, I'm still feeling really good at like an eight or nine. It's just been a, a good day. Like I said, I I have um, set a lot of intentions for how I depart this conversation and go about all the to-dos that I have before I leave for a trip. Um, But otherwise, I'm good. We're good. It definitely helps me set off on the right foot, so. Perfect. All right. Thanks, Care. Thanks, Amy. (laughs) See you later. Next time.